Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. A big entrance into the year 2022. <laughs> uh, I'm in charge of the audio board. I'm Heidi It's Hatch been a while, with you KU know. TV, Greg Hughes, who dis? Uh, you said you lost ten pounds today from sweating it out. I hardly recognized you. Yeah, I'm telling you, it was a, it was a weight loss competition, and You're I could care less about health and wellness. It, I, <laughs> it had nothing to do with this. I just had to win the raw weight loss competition, and I did. I won by less than half a pound. Well, and I think the person I was competing against did it in a healthy way, so. He feels ripped off, but too bad. <laughs> I can <laughs> understand that. And I think I've gained side, all that back, Mara by the Carabello, way. Mara Carabello, both of them. I, I think we've both been eating and drinking normally, yeah, we're so fine. welcome. <laughs> Our brain cells are yeah. all here. That's You're right. there. I'm, I'm suffering from day. I'm dazed and confused because of what, what's happened to I want you to, to weigh yourself tomorrow morning and just let me know the difference. In it's going to be sad. I, I don't know that I'm ready to do that. Cause, <laughs> okay. But I won. That's all I care. That's right. I hate losing more than I what love was, winning. What did you win? Well, it was a it was a uh, it was tell. a monetary he wants to be amount, coy. It's, but it's a cash but deal. It, it, it has to be enough to make you care. But he wants to do, he wants to go double or nothing. It's but a game of chance because he knows that I did this ridiculous cheating, sweated out thing, and mm-hmm. uh, so then he wants to take those weights that we won and then go another two weeks. Do so it. you actually have to drop weight off that yeah. so you can't sweat yeah, it out. Yeah, that's that point? that's going to get more dangerous. Are you for agreeing? Me. Or are you going to no? I did agree, but oh, I, it may nice. kill me. So, okay, so this might be one, one of my last podcasts. It's, it's only a two-week deal. That's what's Two bad Fridays about. from now, you're going to tell us what's going on? Yeah, okay. if I'm here still. Awesome. Yeah. Well, this has been the lightheartedness yes. I've needed all yes. week long because this has been the longest year of our lives. Yes. It's literally yeah. the first week of 2022. It's, it's, it's starting off great. I mean, there's there's nothing crazy going on now. It's a very docile, calm now year. we've calmed down. Yes. It's true. Now the craziness is over. It's behind us. We're just... In, just Smooth sailing from here. In the last couple hours, so if you're listening just right now, uh, Friday afternoon, uh, Salt Lake County's um, mayors and um, the health department, Angela Dunn, are all on board, and there is a new mandate in place for masks. There's also one in Summit County up in Park City where we have a lot of travelers. They've had a lot higher test rates than everyone else, but if... We're calling a spade a spade. I mean, numbers, I think, have hit records three or four days in a row here. Uh, everybody is getting the Omicron uh, variant. When I'm looking at breakthrough cases, those are people who are fully vaccinated. They're getting it. Uh, Rudy Gobert, who was like literally the start of the pandemic. Yeah, patient I feel one. Like, yes, what all ca- not the <laughs> first, know, but patient it was, zero or something. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of feels like it, especially here yeah. in Utah. It's when like all the dominoes fell in. Great. When that did. dude gets it, it all goes crazy <laughs> from there. Right? Thanks a lot. I know. So he got it. Uh, then he got fully vaccinated. I don't know if he got his booster or not. And then he's got COVID again. And I'm like, seriously? So, yeah, here we no, are. I know. And this is the thing. When you hear something, if, if someone you know is this is happening to them, I don't think you're lucky enough to see the rare occasion. I think it's happening frequently enough that you would know. I know someone that got, it's fully vaccinated, got their booster, um, 
does practice, you know, the, the mask when they're asked to, you know, to wear them. Everything else got it. He got tested positive for COVID. So I, I, I just I hate, think though, people, I hate the sick shaming right now because I think Whoopi Goldberg was on uh, The the Views, her show, right? All of a sudden my brain can't right. remember. And it's she's like, forgetting. I did everything right. And I'm like, you just, right. like, stop yeah. with the shaming. You, yeah. There's, like, you, nobody chooses to it's get It's a virus. No, it's not, it's not a, virus. a worthiness test. Uh, no, if anyone like, has been hanging on my every word of every podcast, take two podcasts since we've been doing this, I said long ago that we are in a global clinical trial. We are learning in real time, and that it is my belief everybody's getting this thing. You're not getting off planet Earth without getting it. It's just a matter of when. And we're just going to have to deal with whatever that means. I think we'll, I think that's what natural antibodies have been fighting plagues on this planet from as long yeah. as recorded history can so record. I'm gonna so I'm going to do a mixed. I'm going to do a mixed glass half full today. Mm. So I think like you look at the numbers. I'm going to speak in Utah. I want to say they're above eight thousand, which is like double mm-hmm. what we've ever seen. And so you can hear that part. And and as you know from those who listen, I'm I'm boosted. I'm. I am um, traditional, sort of left of center, kind of masking all that. But I heard this great uh, report from the head, the medical head at, at the Department of San, or San Francisco Hospital, one of the biggest hospitals in the nation. And I'm sort of going to riff off of what he said, which is, it's, and, and the New York Times did um, a couple of hours ago when they thought things were going to max out on where we're headed now. Because that's what we're talking about. We're just maxing like crazy, yeah. right? So they did, and they think it's, you know, the first to third week, and everyone's guessing, right? Yeah. Everyone's guessing. First to third week in January. So I have a feeling of both optimism because we have – Everyone has a lot of choices. You have vaccine choices. You have booster choices. You have staying home choices. You have not doing any of those choices, as Heidi was saying. It's not a right or wrong, but we know so much more. So I think we should embrace that we all now have enough information, regardless of which direction we go with the information. And there is something to, if we can survive the numbers, and I think it's going to be a hard couple of weeks. And the problem's going to be when you push the quarantine in, you then have problems with teacher numbers and student numbers and Starbucks worker numbers, and, and those are all broadcast. But I will say it does feel he made this case that said, gosh, some of this rapid development may mean if we can all hunker down. So in my case, I'm going to still push boosting and stuff. Mm-hmm. But if we can do it for the next few weeks, there might be a change in the just the just this jur- this road we've been on that never seems yeah. to end because the numbers also mean a antibodies, great deal of immunity. antibodies. Yeah. Yes, right? you're see, getting I, herd no. immunity. You're getting it. <laughs> like an us. Amish, we're an Amish community finally. So I'm thing, ready. Right? It's about so time. None of us here in this room are epidemiologists, but I think we've all seen everything as it's unfolding. None of us are uneducated at this point. And from what I've seen and what I understand in South Africa where we saw it go through right. first – it, it went away because it kind of ran out of people to infect. It just like that many people. Had and it went away COVID. quickly. It like sort of yeah. cliff dropped off. So my yeah. question is with the mask mandates and you can argue until you're blue in the face, whether masks work or don't work. And a lot of doctors at this point are saying, sorry, at this point, you know, unless it's a N95 mask, it's like the one jewelry that you on your have, face. It's like Heidi, a nose The one ring. that you have. I do have one you of those today. You have the N95. Mm-hmm. You have it the serious your lipstick, mask. <laughs> your lipstick off, off your mask. awesome one. The important things. So it just, I mean, with these mask mandates, so first of all, here's my question. If the mask mandates work and masks do work, are we just slowing down the inevitable where once you take the masks off, you still have to infect a certain amount of people before it moves on? I don't know. 
I think, you know, part of what we're fighting is what's the uh, uh, institution's obligation to take an action. And it's not, and, and sometimes the problem with that public policy equation is sometimes it lacks whether the action is effective or not, but we're so prone to blame institutions for not yeah. taking actions that to be honest, I think some of the calculus, some of it I think is public health. And I think there's a body of evidence that someone would say wearing masks, and maybe it's more like at least you won't get sick at my workplace, you'll get sick at home. But I think some of it is there's a built-in responsibility, particularly for governmental institutions, to take an action when there's a crisis like a pandemic. Right. And look, we are two years in on this. I think that a lot of attitudes are changing, and I think that these lines that have been created in the past of you know, anti-vaxxers and anti-maskers and those that are all in on all of it, I think it's all starting to blend because you're seeing uh, situations now where in Chicago – uh, where the teachers union in Chicago decided they did no longer want, they don't want to go to school in the in the immediate future because they think there's a threat. The mayor there, who I'm not a big fan of, but they're Except very for the frustrated. Has to show up to like sure, exactly. yeah, their groceries. Right. It's just and, like and, you know, and so, but, everyone but, else good. But work look, for me. the mayor, mayor, and a lot of Democrats are really, really frustrated with the teachers union because a lot of parents and a lot of kids don't have options for remote learning, and it and they foisted it on. They made that vote late at night. Parents weren't ready for it the next morning, and so. You're seeing, and it's not falling on political lines, you're seeing some that are very frustrated with what, because there, there is now a documented impact, a negative impact to children that we're seeing in terms of proficiency, uh, the isolation. Uh, psychologically, it's harming our kids, what's happened for the last two years. I think people are ready to find other solutions. And I like what the governor from Colorado has said, Governor Paulus, who said, hey, as far as he's concerned as governor, we're done with this because tomorrow's point, he says, we have. If you haven't been vaccinated yet, you had your chance. It's everywhere you can be, and you didn't want to be. That's where you're at. Yeah. And he's he's just not going to go and start raining down more mandates on people because he thinks there is a myriad of options that people can now exercise and 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 exercise good judgment or not. And the consequences are the consequences. And, and Greg, I love that. I, I agree with what you say about as you go along the lines, the consequence, cause and effect lines change. Yes. So, right. So I have to do something for 10 days and it's really draconian, but it's 10 days. I go, okay. Right. I, my kid can stay home. Doing it for five years. No, that is, right. that leads to bigger consequences from the original try and solve, right? Yep. So my kid's at home for a week, no problem. It, my kid's at home for six months. I'm now starting to weigh the mental health challenges that I'm... So So I do... What I like about the complexity of that is, hopefully, knock on wood, we're dropping some of our Democrats think this, Republicans think this, anti-vaxxers are this. Yeah. For, and I hope I we become more... I hate tags of like, anything like right. that. Well, that like, we I, all I, make I so many too. personal choices on so many different levels. It doesn't work for true. the pandemic no. particularly. No. And, and here's, whether you think that the vaccines work, whether you think they're not working, whatever you think, what we know is that if you get this Omicron variant, you're not getting as sick. The hospitalizations, I've, I've, someone told me that with younger kids, it's actually... They, they aren't, it's not staying up in their head. It's making it down into their chest and their lungs. But adults uh, are not going to, the hospitalization rates are lower. You can attribute that to vaccinated people who are not uh, not feeling as severe of symptoms or it's not as severe of a, of a variant because it's trying to live. It's not trying to, you know, kill its host or something. Yeah. But the point is the hospitalizations are not the same as it was with the Delta variant. And it, it is argued that it's staying in your head, it's staying in your nose and your throat, sore throat, but it's not getting in your lungs and doing damage. 
So I, I just think that this, if this is a variant that is less lethal and the hospitalizations aren't as high and it's as highly transmittable as it is, this could be the way that we get to that, you know, where and the antibodies are flowing. And we also have a lot more preventive have measures have and we also have a lot more treatment measures. So yes. again, yeah, the therapeutics, we haven't even wanna, talked about that. There's a lot of those it, options out there now, But too. I do want to advance. Antibodies that but are Pfizer just right came now. out with a new one and there's a new one out there. That's, I think you probably shouldn't hold your breath. I think once we get done with the Omicron wave, maybe you'll see some of those drugs. Yeah. I keep saying like, just wait for it. So it's on the street now, but there's so few that you have to be... You, it's very parsed. Yeah. Um, I, I think within a matter of weeks it's supposed to be. But I do think what's – because I think eventually we all dig into our old positions, but what I like is hopefully we're now progressing and not just – Well, the big more. change in so. mindset I hope that happens, I think there was a hesitation to introduce therapeutics into the population because they thought it would be a disincentive to be vaccinated. Right. With yeah. the breakthrough cases and, and maybe the fatigue yeah. or whatever we're going through – I'm hoping everything. that these therapeutics are now just with full, you know full throttle that we're now being given yeah. even the options of medicine that you can take if you start feeling symptoms. The one thing I think is interesting before we move on too is on a federal level, um, aside from President Biden running on a anything's better than Trump platform, uh, one of the biggest things I remember is him saying that he could handle the pandemic better and the president could change things, and he really was you know hard on Trump for I mean. He screwed some stuff up. He did some stuff right. We were still learning. We are still learning. But uh, for a long time, he was like, I'm going to come in and fix this. I'm going to stop this. And I think he's realized as president that presidents aren't in charge of viruses as much as there are things we can and can't do to control it. He, he's ha- taken kind of an interesting step back from it and just been like, you know what? Presidents can't legislate this. Well, he says there's no federal solution now. Yeah. He says it's up to states. That's what so that, that was Trump's approach from the beginning. And I do think that it was... It was easy to say in a presidential campaign to try and t- make points, but I think there's been as many deaths on his watch as there were on Trump's. And I, yeah. I just, I, I, yeah, all that I was political pageantry. Universal condition condition on campaigns with, on every issue. Political right? pageantry. The, yeah. the person challenging says he sucks, and I will change it all. But what you would rather <laughs> not have is in a reelection or at any point someone be able to take yeah. your recorded voice saying it one way and now conceding the. And opposite I think a lot of people later, were hopeful so. that maybe it was you know Trump that screwed it all up. Right. But I, I just think that presidents aren't in charge of viruses. No. I mean, and then I just, we figured out it was a yeah. virus. <laughs> yeah. Then we're yeah. like, oh, yeah. So um, there are things we could certainly do better. I can see with our long lines of people waiting for tests like other countries if they would have had a lot of the at-home test can, kits on hand you know in people's hands that could solve can a lot I ask of that. a question and this knows? is actually why are people being are they being tested because they have symptoms and they want to know or are they just curious like these lines are massive and they're I've well, seen these lines we, in multiple well, places in Salt Lake County. Heads that like if you're sick, you've got to get tested. But I think we're going to get to the point where are like, all you those can't... people in line sick, or are they just wanting to know if they have it? Because there's a lot a, of asymptomatic people. I think it's a combination. People. I think sometimes people need to know if they can go back and they should be quarantining if they believe that the quarantining is really how they okay. can be a part of the community. So like if they're I think someone that some of them it. have been around someone who tested positive okay. and they get that little flag that says, hey, my buddy tested positive. So I think there's four or five reasons. And yeah. as Heidi's saying, we've we've said over and over, please make sure you know your status. Yeah. So I think just I see that mile long line and I just think, what is the point, honestly, unless you're sick? And if you're sick... Like, too sick, go to the hospital, I yeah. say. And then start tracking the hospitalizations and deaths. And at some point, one would think we're going to have to get to that because you can't 
in perpetuity keep testing for this because at some point it's well, just it like it brings up the issue in my mind that I hope we're focusing more and more on it, which is the whole big stinking deal was oh no one in America should get sick the big stinking deal was how can we prevent people from dying and and having these long term illnesses so some of it does feel like we've now some people are like how do we all not get sick yes, and to be interested right. I don't care if everyone gets sick right. I care if everyone gets sick and dies and I care sure. if everyone gets a kind of illness that gives them long-term problems because I deeply care if I could stop you from dying you bet I'm in if All I right. can stop you from having a long now if we're at the point where I'm stopping you from not feeling good for a week I'm like hey that's and, and look we're and back you, so far we're back to life at that this point. is what we've been doing since the dawn of time you know that's but, how you survive is your body gets stronger it puts up a fight yeah. next virus we keep doing it you know? I remember when this first hit and I, I have a neighbor that's an IHC doctor, and he said the biggest fear was what they were seeing coming out of Italy at that time. And that was, it wasn't just how many people were being hospitalized because of the of this COVID-19. It, were, it, were, it was the strokes and heart attacks and that's other right. emergencies that couldn't be attended to because yeah. all yeah. healthcare facilities were so overwhelmed with COVID-19 patients. Well, that's not Omicron necessarily. I mean, to your point, I if it's just protecting from being sick that's such a different world than we cannot we can't we can't overwhelm our healthcare yeah. delivery and saving people that have heart attacks and other things that are not covid-19 which was what was they were saying we just can't have everybody catching it at the same time they weren't even saying back then you weren't going to get it they just said you can't have a whole population get sick all within weeks of each other. So that yeah. was why they were trying to flatten the curve. And I well, think this is we serious are eons enough, away from that now. It's a serious enough virus, but now there are ways where you can protect you and the people you yeah. care so about. Choices, so choices, choices. Choices, um, choices. Yes, and uh, this is kind of our transition, uh, still sort of staying on the topic, but the Supreme Court was meeting today and hearing arguments in uh, Biden's mandates. And one of them, they kind of have a short order on because uh, if you aren't vaccinated, any business that has more than 100 people, you have to start, I think, they said by the 10th. Right. I think that's um, right. Start getting tested, which I have no idea how they're going to test people and that require level. mandating when we've got lines like we have right now for people who are actually yeah, sick. Yeah, and so. of the two cases, I think it's true that the the over 100 employees, you get a choice. You get to be vaccinated or you get to be tested, I think also has a much higher uh, uh, legal burden there. I mean, I think yeah. it's much more complicated. The canons or the sections of law are much more complicated. I think that the argument for healthcare workers and um, the relationship they have to taxpayer dollars makes somewhat of an easier legal argument. Yeah. I don't think anything's a slam dunk, but it will be interesting. This is the first test of whether the two things Biden put into place. Remember, they're not overall federal mandates. They're very specific. They are. And they're very specific in specific environments. And all of them give choices, right? None of them say, we. well, healthcare workers may get fired, but certainly if you work in a facility over 100. But I do think that the legal hurdle for the private business one is a pretty high hurdle. Yeah. I've been looking at some interesting TikToks this week. We can't get off this topic. I keep thinking of other <laughs> things we have to talk about. But I saw a doctor, and I forget what hospital he was at, but he had COVID. And the new rules are basically that after five days, you can actually go back on the job yep. if you read all the new intricate rules. So he's like, I have COVID. I may still have symptoms at day five, and I can go back and start treating other people who may or may not have COVID. Right. Well, I have COVID, but then we fired all these hundreds of nurses and doctors who weren't vaccinated. 
And who may not have COVID. And may not have COVID, <laughs> and they could be better treating them. So do you want a doctor who's running on half a brain, you know, with brain fog, fever, not feeling good treating it? And so I think there's a lot of questions of, like, who's on first. That's where all those CDC memes okay. are coming up. So that's where like, the word necessary the is going to be recommends, like, high-waisted mom jeans in orange or, like, whatever the thing <laughs> of the week is. Well, you know, when you say that they're specific, here's, here's some of the challenges when you have a federal approach. And I think this is where I think when President Biden starts saying you can't do this federally, it's up to states, I think he's almost tipping his hand that he knows that he's not going to survive this kind of this this court challenge if you have over 100 employees but they're truck drivers and they're driving in trucks but it's a it's a company of over 100 employees or you have 99 call center you have 99 employees sitting in a call center are you honestly telling me that your 100 people and more uh, mandate is effective in one case over here and less than nine less than 100 over here it's not effective it's so the, the term necessary and what you're doing to keep people safe, these broad mandates and how they define them, it just so doesn't fit. Would you it doesn't equally fit. apply that, though, to our state legislature who's wanting, and I'm not being, this is not me being <laughs> cheeky, but yeah. like ours who is sort of almost doing the opposite. So it, it, should the instruction be at the private business level? Should it be at the government level? At what point, well, any instruction, whether you're mandate instruction or whether you're anti-mandate instructing. Well, this is, I'm glad you asked because in the in the early months of, so of COVID-19, <laughs> it's a new year. It's a new us. We're kind of, we're all just kind of, you know, being Thanks pleasant. Um, but, but in the early months of COVID-19, the legislature in a special session uh, ran legislation that, that protect, legally protected employers, uh, those that would have people from being sued if their employees or their patrons were to get COVID, that they would right, not be sued. And then they sued. did other layers that said to other bodies, you can't even opine upon it because we're telling well, you you I'm can't even make is, your own local decisions. What I'm saying is if, if these companies want to enjoy this broad legal protection that they can't be sued if their employees or patrons get COVID, then I think that they should, to enjoy that legal protection, they can't start playing doctor and start mandating certain things. Or if they do then they, there should be a consequence to the decisions they make. If they want to say, look, I don't want the liability because I want people to be masked and I want them all to be vaccinated, well, then go that route. But if something happens, how do you, how do you get your cake and eat it too? How do you enjoy this broad legal protection that you can never be sued if you make a wrong decision but then mandate people to do certain things. I just, I, Greg, you're on a so, diet. No cake and eating yeah, it too. Yeah, I think it's just interesting that the conservative Republicans in Utah are equally – Disallowing for private sector choices, as one no, would, I, I gave as a one path. would accuse I gave a Biden path for of disallowing them. them they, they can do it, but they just shouldn't have a government mandate. bestowed legal. I just, it's a little protection. potato potato in a way that I think is really interesting, and I I hope the business yeah, community. Let's sense. get on to something less controversial. I want to talk about the one year anniversary <laughs> of the attack. I can't. I should have. Let's go. Let's nothing. go to the <laughs> next happy moment. Something <laughs> better, like the rioting. <laughs> the rioting. Let's go to that. Uh, but uh, the one year anniversary of the attack on the U.S. Capitol was yesterday, and um, I think Congress personally is even more deeply divided. I don't think that we've healed any wounds, we've made any changes. Uh, there's been 725 arrests, 71 have actually gone through the judicial process and received their sentences. We still don't know who the bomber um, was that left the pipe bombs at the RNC or DNC. Uh, who's on first, who's on second, I don't know. But if you were watching uh, television yesterday, it was a tale of to January 6th. And um, Mara, let's start with you on this. Uh, where are we one year later? 
does it matter that we haven't accomplished a lot or maybe even slid backwards? Where are you seeing things right now? You know, I mean, it's what you said. We're deeply divided. I want to give hats off to people who are wanting to cross the boundaries. Dick Cheney showed up yesterday in a way that I thought was very meaningful. With his daughter, yeah. He did. And I, I one props for being with his daughter and one for breaking down sort of, again, labels that I don't think should be as applied to these circumstances. Um, for me, what an important plus is, and I know and this is going to set Greg, but <laughs> to have... I'm used to it. To have um, President Trump sort of out of the daily domain, whether he intends it or not, I think the way in which he communicates is really unhealthy for all Americans. And I do think that has changed because it has given way. I, I do think for me the challenge is there's the Trump voice and then there's the Republican voice. And I'm hearing more of the Republican voice. And the Republican voice, I hope, is louder and more dominant dominant in the midterms. And I did hear in the last couple of remembrances, glimmers of traditional conservatism. Should this be a yearly remembrance? That's a big no, argument. No, right it shouldn't. Now. And America wants to do that. America wants these symbols. And I think, it, I think it needs to be an ongoing conversation because I would take the point of view that it was a direct insurgence against our government. And I don't think I expected that ever in America. Do you think it was an insurrection? That's the I big do. question. I do. I absolutely no. do because it has all well, the hallmarks. Is there a charge for that? Because no one's been charged with insurrection. That no, and that's an charge. interesting question yeah. about why they haven't. It's an interesting question. The only person that died was a so protester. That woman was shot and killed. That's and the only some death. And Capitol Police. No, that would, those were later deaths. Those were not attributed to the... I they know that's the popular... To uh, well, by the left, but they're not actually... Not they, by they the did left, not by die. people who watched the they video die those of the police days. officer they, no, they being crushed. Okay, so that, if an officer gets but, shot one day and dies five days later, Greg, the guy who no, shot it, him it is not responsible? That's not what happened. You had people that committed suicide over it and everything else, but the only person that got shot and killed was a protester. I'm so shocked by conservatives... Or 9-11, Trump and that's what the left are trying to do. value patri- exposed patriotism, flagrant patriotism. They value it so much. And I'm just routinely shocked by the okayness that they are with people no. attacking the United States oh Capitol. So look, it's I'm not shocking gonna, I'm not, to me okay, that so, this is not right. a big deal to you. No, is it's, it it's as big like of a deal. Level? It's, it's different. Look, it's think, not yeah. the same. I'm going to tell you this. It is a, as abhorrent to me. What happened on January 6th as the Capitol Hill autonomous zones that happened all through 20 where they had people die inside those autonomous zones. If, if we talk insurrection, can we say that people that say we're an autonomous zone and there's not a federal, state, or local law that applies in our zone and we're going to firebomb federal buildings and courthouses – is that an insurrection? The it left is. And let never me tell agreed you, that it was. Let me tell I you, Greg, the there were more arrests in Portland. In there were more persecutions really? in Portland. Really? They wouldn't let tell them come in and change and, and restore, vi- restore peace in Portland. They told Trump and the, and the troops to stay out because they were going to do it. And all they did is burn that town down. People's property did. I'm saying the selective outrage of what political riots or violence is. Watching Democrats say, and, and the former left's favorite talking head, he's not anymore, Chris Cuomo, say, since when is the free, freedom of speech always polite? And he's, you have Kamala Harris that had a fund for the bail for those that were committing violence and going to jail. You had all this acceptance about all the violence going on in 2020. And then when you get to January 6th, and then everybody's just like, I think they're, Republicans they're pearl and clutching. Democrats- I'm saying across the board consistently, I condemn it all. 
all of it. I'm not, I'm not making excuses over here and saying it's bad over there. I'm saying all of it's wrong. But where you hear me start to say, oh, raise, roll my eyes is when you compare the January 6th, not you, but it being compared to 9-11, Pearl Harbor, where thousands of people died. It's, it's, it is contrived to try and make this one of those moments. And they're doing it for political purposes because that so, the Greg, Democrats are failing no on every front in you. this country. Let's just, so, the, so let's, let's, it's, there's no differentiation if someone goes into the U.S. Capitol and does something, and someone goes into Bank of America. There's just no differentiation. For I'm you. talking it the government buildings. No they firebombed and attacked during it. it. What no about difference. the? What about them pushing back at the White House when they were throwing Molotov cocktails over the fence and so Bush pushed them or Trump pushed them back? To you that it was and they a were upset. Entity. I'm saying that it that does that no, makes a difference to you. No, actually, I think the political violence and destruction of property, people's personal property and government's property, is all wrong. I think it's all wrong. So it's I equal think it's, in your mind. Absolutely, attacking the president is no different than being uh, mugged no, on the street. At you're, night. you're coming but up with those are the a same logical things. extreme. I'm just saying the left didn't have one single problem with the attacks on the White House. So the with left those isn't mobs. a thing, Greg. So let's let's so, ground okay. it in more. When than I was you there in Washington D.C., okay. All the people there, all the stuff they had up against the walls, all the things they were doing to the White House while President Trump was president, okay? And all the riots that happened outside the, the walls of the White House, I didn't hear a peep, okay? Were and those when you people saw, prosecuted? And you, no, not that no, I know of. None of them so were prosecuted. let me tell you this. Were Black when Lives you saw Matter? Because that's what you're talking about. Were Black Lives when, Matter in people Washington, prosecuted? Washington, D.C., when you saw right before the election all the boarded up places, they weren't boarding those up because conservatives were going to have an insurrection. They boarded up those windows, those storefront windows, because they thought the the, the Democrats were going were gonna to riot if Trump won again. Because when he didn't win, okay, those boards came down. There is Here's selective outrage and selective logic on what an insurrection is or what political violence no, is. No, insurrection saying, actually has I'm, a definition. I'm in the easiest spot it in the world. It actually has a definition. I hated it all. I hated it in May in 2020 in Salt Lake City. I hated it then, and I condemned it then, okay, and I'll why, condemn it on January 6th. Why are you so 6th. worked up? Because more BLM people have been mm. sent to jail. You two are both than, fired. I know. Then, we had such a straight have, start no, to the new six, year. and then less, you, less than 70 people have been convicted of the January 6th riots. More well, will come. But, yeah, less but that's than an indictment on no, no, no. the fact that you guys have made such a big deal about yeah, it and they're not people, and there's no adjudication. Like, where's all the where's out. all the crimes? What's so this I just is have such a question a for you, Greg. Moment. So six less than six less than 70 people have been gone through the process of January 6th, right? 66 people have already been arrested in the Portland incident that I know you abhor and I abhor. Letitia Richards two Eight months ago in Salt Lake City was put in jail for two years because she threw some shorts and a bat at a Salt Lake City police car. I'm not saying she shouldn't have done it, but you act as though there's this disparity and there is. it's not It's true. not spoken in the same terms. I don't it's see any. Not you true, show Greg. me the More narratives that we saw yesterday on January 6th. associated with the BLM Mara, protests show me the narratives. the riot of the United States show me the nar- Show me the narratives that match what you heard on January 6th on anything that happened prior that comes from the last side. I don't give a narratives, Greg. I narratives, care I'm about saying how the media data. communicates it to the American public. I care about the reality, public. not what you listen to Here's in your, your problem. podcast. Here's your problem, okay? Ooh. Here's your problem. 
You and Democrats continue to demonize people. It is white supremacy. It is Trump voters. It is all these people that want to overturn democracy. Explain to me in the last five minutes when I demonized anyone. Tell me when I demonized anyone. Because you're not seeing it the same way. You're not condemning all the political violence. because I don't agree with you because I haven't name called or talked about any individuals. I'm saying that the the way this, the narrative is. situational ethics, I think, from both sides, it feels like. No, absolutely, there are. I'm saying that the January 6th, the January 6th, insurrection as you call it has such absolute acidic narrative and and tone to it and then i hear nothing on the other side and you know what you're doing you're pitting people against each other because one is socially acceptable to certain people cut from a political cloth and others absolutely not and i'm saying be consistent across the board here's what you've heard me condone you like to condemn republicans and then as soon i don't do this to you i don't say oh you're saying this about me specifically I'm saying, and we're talking about your party, the situation apparently. here. I'm talking my, about. Would we like? To we're talking about, about January sixth. You just like to f- jump into the Democrats when it's good, and as soon as it gets uncomfortable, you jump out and say you're not a Democrat. But I'm saying, th- I'm talking about this on a broad level. I'm not talking about Mark Carabello and everything you think and espouse. I'm saying, and we're talking about the situation. The right is being accused of white supremacy and everything and overturning democracy, and I do not hear the same okay, condemnation so of the political violence from that has happened. Let's agree to not in this country them. all the because way back. Because what I'd love to do with you is not conflate. If you want to talk about January six, let's talk about January six. If you want to talk about BLM protests, let's See, you're, talk you're, about you're, BLM you're, protests. You're, you're making you them different. It's political violence. Donald you should be Trump talking about them people. in the same tone, in the same way. Should it should be, have been. In fact, because there wasn't enough of a recoil, there wasn't what you saw with January. 6 happening all through 2020 i would argue that political violence became more of an option for people and, and they thought oh it's okay because no one was giving a wit so beforehand. again i asked the question and that's a assaulting problem assaulting the president of the united states is equivalent to assaulting anybody it, on the in, trump got attacked in, for in that the when, when they tried to push the people back on the president some people when they say, tried to push him nice. back when he tried to push the people back that were throwing those molotov cocktails, he's the one that got attacked for even pushing the crowds back he was the one that was that was attacked for that but this you situation. You claim it should be equal, so that I seems am. I'm saying, I feel like so you I'm agree that, that he should have been attacked. I'm I saying, would say no. pushing them back, pushing back January 6th, I'm on the same side. I don't think it's acceptable either way. But I've why never can't had we to, talk about them individually? Why do we have to conflate them? Just because it's political the violence, and, and, it, and, the, and the reason why shouldn't matter, we should condemn violence on all fronts. We really should. It's not, it's not valid or or good on one case if you agree with the political position and then bad in an insurrection and overturning but democracy because you don't agree with the political all condi- of those? situation. Where, where you are say you that, not seeing a But remedy. I don't know if you watch the news, but nobody talks about these incidences in the same tone, the in the same way. I think the ethics maybe you're getting after is you hear, um, let's say, Vice President Kamala Harris when she was talking um, yesterday on the anniversary. And I don't think anyone disagrees that there was violence and anyone who you know broke the law should... Um, pay for it. But I think I guess where I can understand maybe bringing in the conversation from the other side is that she was very supportive of people who were committing crimes, I should say allegedly committing crimes um, in the summer of violence. And so I think it's just important whatever, whether you're on the right or the left that you do that, that you condone the violence. I don't know that we need a complaint and always put them together. But I think it's interesting when you see the I guess being violence okay if it starts out as a peaceful protest that maybe you agree with, but not in the other direction. And I think both sides do that. And I think that's where sometimes they all get into this jumbled mess of like pandemic. Oh, I'll give you the greatest the example. CNN, you can see the building behind the reporter burning down and he's saying out of his mouth, 
a mostly peaceful protest. I did laugh I, it's when I such saw that. a joke. It is just, and I think you you're acting like all of this is being treated the same under the the law. Lady Justice is blindfolded and the scale sitting there. Give me a break. It's not. It yeah, is not even it close. Is. It is. No, yeah, I mean, other was, than, I guess that was a mostly the peaceful radical, protest. The, the, the burning down of buildings. The summer were larger and have resulted in more arrests and, and nice. more reconciliation. But that was, in fairness, there were more of them. So, yes, if you look at the arrest rates and the conviction rates and you look for the kinds of crimes that were committed, there is an equity in our system. I do think the <laughs> justice system is I, trying I'm its hardest. I'm honestly surprised you're saying that. Let's I'm go. honestly and, and, surprised and you, can't, you don't and, know and that. And the listeners can't see it, but she has a straight face when she says that. I yeah, mean, she I really believes, I think she really believes what she just said. I this on Facebook this time. My I didn't goodness. I wish people could be in the room with us. She, I know. I'm worried about everyone's no blood way. pressure. We need another there topic. There is no way that what she, what you just said, Mara, is true. It's just not. I mean, you act like the the January this 6th Kyle was Rittenhouse somehow kid. treated differently. Just take that as an example of how he was demonized as some, I'm sorry, anti, you, as some white am supremacist. Am I not forgetting that they let him off? Is he in jail right now? And I missed that part, Greg. He's oh, not. Was the narrative? Tell me about the narrative We're leading up to it. We're talking about real outcomes. We're yeah, not talking yeah. about what you like from no, no, commentary no, 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 no. or not. I'm telling he you that the, the public sentiment is, is shaped by the way the news reports, what right. it reports, so and just, the way circumstances you're just are digested. Gallerying on you can, commentators. You can, you can, you're not talking about facts. I am just facts. proud of a jury that can listen to the facts and make a decision and make a ruling. You just ruling. held him out but as a poster honestly, child. What you don't you want had, to have You had a local news channel that docks. I'm having a hard time with this yelling oh going goodness. off. Okay, this we're going to go on to another topic because I feel like we could like talk yeah. about this like guns to like the cows come up. That up. is just crazy. And did the cows That's ever come up? Okay, how about this? Uh, the Entrada founder, David Bateman, we've all heard about his anti-Semitic um, email that was sent out right before we came in to record this podcast. I think that he was told by his company and the CEO that he would need to divest. So uh, the founder of Lehigh-based Entrada <laughs> yeah. must divest himself Awkward. of all his financial holdings after sending a widely condemned anti-Semitic email, the company's CEO said Friday. So if you haven't um, read the email, it was essentially saying that uh, – the anti-vaccine email says that he was alleging that a sadistic effort underway to euthanize the American people was through the COVID-19 vaccine. He was blaming the conspiracy on Jews specifically wanting to take over the world and kill everyone through the vaccines. Anyhow, uh, this was a real email. Apparently, it was sent to the governor. I want to read you the governor's tweet. Where did I put this? This is very important. Although we can't swear. Uh, Spencer, I know, I was going to say, what are you going to do with the emojis? I know, but Spencer Cox tweeted this, not the governor Spencer Cox account. I always like when uh, politicos choose to use, Mitt Romney does this a lot, uses yeah. his either yeah. Senator Romney or his just Mitt Romney. But he tweeted under Spencer Cox and said, quote, sheesh, apparently this went to my public email address under Lieutenant Governor Cox. This is the emojis, bat, smiling pile of poo, crazy stuff. I get insane emails like this from people often and normally would not dignify it with a response, but I guess it's getting lots of attention. I hope he gets some help. Um, where do we start on this? He's had an interesting connection. I'll let you start on this, Greg, to the Republican Party because the GOP got into some financial yeah. financial debt, and he helped bail them out of this. Was he a smart person? Because you always have to think about where the money is coming from and yeah. why it's coming from them and what they want. Um I Look, I've I've met him on a couple occasions, Dave Bateman, and when Would I was speaker of the house, no, I mean I I didn't know him well enough. But I, I had a couple uh, exchanges with him, meetings with him, talking about his participation in the party. And look, uh, there there's 
there's three there's three rings and a three ring circus of a political party. You have your you have your elected officials, you have your grassroots, and you have your donors, and they're not usually the same. Those are usually yeah. just three different rings. Well, Dave Bateman had the resources to be qu- to qualify as the donor class, but he was very very connected to the grassroots of the Republican Party, mm-hmm. so he was able to empower grassroots in a way that grassroots usually uh, have a strong grassroots voice, but they don't have the resources maybe to further what they're doing. And and the great example here was there was an attempt to put on the ballot a way to not have signatures, but, or have, have signatures get you directly to the primary or I don't, I don't remember what the issue was, but there was an attempt to try and change even the signature gathering laws we have right now and make it even in some people's opinion, certainly the grassroots Republicans opinion worse. Uh, because there were resources, they could look to Basically see if they wanted to get rid of signature gathering. No, uh, he did, but yeah. and but this was playing defense. There was a, a there was a there was a ballot initiative that was getting signatures to make it even looser uh, in terms of getting signatures. But what they do is there's a requirement. I'm going to resist the urge to talk about this. Listen, the th- there's a requirement that you have to have so many signatures per county and Correct. so many counties. Uh, with Dave Bateman's resources, the grassroots were able to go and look and ask people if they knew what they signed or what they did. Anyway, they lowered it. They, they were able to get people to take their names off of the signature, off the, 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 the signature pages that would qualify for the ballot. And so it failed to make it to the November election for a vote. That never happens uh, in terms of having resources to do that kind of – now, well-heeled and people can always – work on that side the donor class can always work on those things and that's who pushes some of these initiatives but the grassroots seldom have that and so dave played that role but you know he got disenchanted with utah and moved to puerto rico i guess and and hasn't been i don't think a strong player or a a participant in uh, grassroots or republican politics as of late so i don't know i I, there's no defense of what he wrote Pardon me. Have you? Has he recently been living in Puerto Rico? Uh, I think I remarried. I don't want. I don't know how much of his personal oh. life. I, I, mean, I don't know him, but it's, I've I've heard that. I think he relocated tax law down there. there because I heard a few years ago that if you, I think I was reading that if you um, go to Puerto Rico, you can actually, I think you can get rid of all your taxes for your business by living there because they were trying to build up. I forget what the rules were. Don't quote me on this, but it's it's drastically better as a business person if they could move you down right. there and all of a sudden you save a ton of money. He, like he um, was, I swear, he had some other really critical like post, like social media posts that were critical of the LDS church. And I mean, he, he was just starting to bat smiling pile. I, I, he doesn't, crazy, it, like, well, Spencer certainly that email no. doesn't sound healthy at all. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> I don't know. Go ask Mel Gibson how that how that works. Mara I mean, has I think been it sounds waiting very terrible. quietly for her turn been. here. Your um, answer was I, I'm not defending long any and of it. A little confusing. I was just so trying to give me, some background of who Dave Bateman is, is. Really easy. Who he is. Yep, and what his relationship hey, with the party quiet. was. You said it was so, confusing, so I was trying to so clarify. I yeah. Yeah, more is probably not going to so help me. We so missed each other over our holiday break. So this is really easy for me. This is really easy for me. I am not holding every Republican accountable for one nut job, right? Right. So, like, it's not the Republican. This is not a Republican thing. This he is carries not a Republican. His own sin. This has a huge opportunity, though, because he has participated in the Republican Party. And people didn't know. It's not, I'm not trying to relate that. But because he has been a con- contributor, this is a huge opportunity because he's a Republican for Utah Republicans to do what Governor Cox did, which is to say, I'm not down with that. I want to just be clear that anti-Semitic yeah. 
anti-Semitic comments are unacceptable. So I don't think we all have to bear the sins of other people, but I would hope and I would encourage, and this includes Mike Lee. So some of the contributions we're talking about were years ago. So $9,300, I think, is what went to Senator Lee from him. And it was back in, I think, 2000. 10 and or, yeah so i'm, wait, I'm being political and, about yeah. this like if somebody did something and it was 10 15 years ago you know what i'd love mike lee to do is dig not too deep and just say like that is not okay to say i just want to repeat yeah. it's not okay to say now if he had given to somebody and he hasn't but if he had given to somebody two weeks ago it would be also equally awesome to like give yeah, the money no, no, back. I, agree, I agree with but that what is the onus is to look at it and say no 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 this does not mean Utah Republicans agree with him, but it has created an opportunity that Governor Cox has responded to, and I would love to see other Utah Republicans respond to, which is easy peasy. Being anti-Semitic is not. Yeah, acceptable. I'm not an anti-Semite. I, 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 like, that's I would how condemn easy anyone this is. that is. Yeah. It's it, that makes sense it's, to me it's, too. It's it's a terrible thing. I mean, obvious. It, yeah. It's almost. I honestly, Mara, it's almost like stating the obvious. I mean. I, it's almost an assumption. I hope that we're not. I mean, honestly, I I, I have a hard time understanding. We don't have like, to explain who he is. I'm we not don't a have racist. To give him I'm not an anti-Semite. I, I condemn this every word okay. of whatever that was he was saying. So this is, And the, in the future, don't take money yeah. from him. Yeah. Don't take an audience oh. from him. Don't give him yeah, validation. Yeah, he's done. He, I'm no, telling you, I don't you, think you done. can go back, though, because um, Becky Edwards and Allie Isom, who are both um, running against Senator Lee, have called on him to either donate the money or give it back. And when you're looking at money from 15 or 20 years ago when you run a political campaign, you know you it's don't gone. have that $9,000 to give yeah. to anyone. And I don't know that it's on anyone unless you can go back and prove that... He, they knew that, that he was the nasty. Just, Senator, Lee, Senator Lee, come on. He this can is tweet, easy tweets pickings. Tweets are free and easy, yeah. right? I, I would say you yeah. advise him, Greg. Yeah. Easy pickings. Yeah. Why is he not? The only criticism I would have of him is like, easy peasy, dude. Yeah. I know you're not anti-Semitic. Yeah. At the very least, come out loud and strong. And he hasn't? I don't know that he hasn't. To say, I haven't seen hey, a tweet from him. I haven't yeah. seen it. The only one I've heard say it and is Cox. And and like he said, nobody wants to talk about this, but I do think it's an opportunity missed from leaders in the Republican Party to point out the obvious, which yeah, is we're not and, cool and, with this. And to your point about my answer being too long, I was just giving, I'm not, that wasn't an attempt to excuse or I to dismiss. I may have led you down the path by I was, I was I just trying to who explain he who he was and what his relationship with the party totally was. Totally agree with you. But to be clear, bright line here, I, I condemn that email and I think it's actually crazy. It To me, you're, you're inhaling mushrooms or something if you're writing things and like again, that. And again, I led you down the path of giving us the Wikipedia thank you. page, but so my thank apologies. Thank you we, for, get, we get wound up, you, and the test of the moment for all of us is to not stand by. Yeah, no, we I, all I'm with that. we all look and go, yeah, no, no, none of us are okay yep. with this. Let's repeat loud and routinely and continuously in the state of Utah, we're not okay yep. with that. Yep, I concur. All Look right. at that. We agreed on something. Ooh, wow. Ooh. Which is really bringing us to where we have to wrap it up because we've been so energized <laughs> by our topics. But I did not want it to go unnoticed this week as we've had so many new people sworn in. Um that we've talked about for years, that Utah really lacks women in leadership, especially when we look on the legislative level. But we have several new female mayors um, in West Valley, Sandy, St. George, Bluffdale, which I really think is an exciting thing, Mara. Women. Yeah, Yeah. go women. Great role for women. Mayors matter. Mayors make a lot of day-to-day decisions. They reflect their communities. And so I was really happy to see not only more women, but more women on county or city councils and mayors' races. What a huge, I mean, this 
was really pivotal. This was more women than we've seen. And women, many women who have been involved for years, but where this is a new job for them. Yeah. Um, so we're seeing some and hearing some, some progression voices in what they're doing that now. we haven't heard before. I, I agree. I the, the, the only thing I would say is I really think that, that women are, have, have, when we stop talking about women becoming elected, I think women then have, we're there. Then we're there. I, I just yeah, think when that, it's, not news. Well, it's like, oh my gosh, look, a woman is a mayor. That, that should not even, that should be, that shouldn't even be news at some point in our yeah. lives, hopefully in society that we just don't even have to draw a distinction because it's as common that a man and a woman would run and we wouldn't even think that the gender would matter. That's where I'd like yeah, to be. A couple years, Heidi and I will be like, did you see a middle-aged guy got elected? <laughs> I know. You know the dudes are getting elected now? When did they let them back in the building? How did that happen? Right. Yeah. Actually, that's where this is going. It's I, always a pendulum. I don't think we want to live in a world where all women are the only ones running either. You know, I think, I mean, there's, the beauty is in the difference in the way we think and we all sure. do things and just right. having that diversity out there. So I think that was an exciting moment um, for a lot of people. So we will um, hope that more people run. We've got uh, legislators legislative uh, season coming up uh, you can still run <laughs> the for your season district. is almost there the season it's get your like hunting it's like tag your, your yeah, it's coming up it's like is the it? ball like what were those called the um like your cotillions and what you're coming out yeah you're coming They're, out yeah. so anyhow you're coming out weeks. can happen yes yep. Ooh, i feel like we worked out today <laughs> like i kind of feel like you know i had like i already had my weight loss bike. like contest here where i i i yeah so i'm I'm already fatigued. I know, but before I, do I got want, here, like, then you, then you, you just totally you rallied, pressed Greg. every well button done. I have. Thanks I would a lot. Like to say though that is like testy as it sounds in this room, Greg and Mara, they're friends still. Yeah, we like we each are other. actually. It's true. I think it's why we can be yeah, part of my very community candid. Service. We can be very candid because we're, there's, we're not we standing like on other. ceremony. We're very. We're, very we're getting outside of the echo chamber. So if you've been listening in, tell your friends about us because sometimes it's nice to hear other voices that are not your own or don't agree with you because sometimes <laughs> maybe a little a little crack of Let light might come in and make you. some sense for you. <laughs> we'll I just do think it. it's interesting to hear other people's points of view because we're all people with families and jobs that want the best for, you know, those around us and we all have our different reasons. Except for, for episodes it. like this where I think I think Mara needs some chaperoning here. I mean, what is she thinking? I, I think don't understand this. We gotta help you. I gotta help you need it <laughs> yeah. you need someone to yeah. kind of guide you a little bit my evolution goodness. is what comes to oh mind when I, when I think Ooh. about oh Sick burn. I'm, wor- I'm, I'm worried for you i'm just worried i just i just come on we were ending happy could you i am not? i am happy I, I'm, I'm expressing concern do you want to end really quickly by telling us what your resolution do you have any resolutions this year aside i got from, like, a million of them i can't even i can't even you go really? through the list you really do have resolutions like yes. you do that every year? I don't. I, I don't. Do I actually do don't do it every do year. No, I've I'm actually even, been opposed to it. I did it this year uniquely. I was compelled and pretended with my Catholic guilt. Now, <laughs> I unapologetically did not make resolutions. No, I don't usually do it. I did it uniquely this year. I decided I was going to really. you can't really, share any of them? They're those um, kinds of resolutions? Well, no, I, I, I break them down to mind, body, and spirit. So I've got. Give us so one. Come I, on. I want my walking away, walking around weight to be 185 to 190. That's one of them. I want uh-huh. to go to the gym more regularly. That's another. That's on the, you know, my healthy, Connected, on the health yeah, side. I, like it. Um, I want to read more books on my on the mind side. I've got a goal of reading be, reading more. And actually not just listening to them on Audible like I usually do, but actually reading the I books. Do love I think good it's good. Book. I love books. So I've got, that's the goal. And then uh, I think I should start going to church again. I've been, I've been doing the video church. Wow. You know, because they put it on video. Well, well, look, look, when, hey, when your church puts it on the video, what? How can you say no? 
I mean, I, you know, it's maybe. Yeah. Oh yeah, sweatpants so if it's on, and chill. If it's you on like video, watch it or you just technically Although log we probably in. Say no, I, I, I put it church. on, but I, but I, <laughs> but I think I should probably start darkening the door, you know, wow. instead of the instead of the vid. But look, man, if they're gonna do the video, it's just been like it's like a gift. It right? is the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, that's I know. Spend but my more time with your family. You asked me about my resolutions. Yeah. My resolution is to start actually going, but. I think uh, this COVID 20 pounds I gained, I have to Man. get back in my suit. These so. are heavy duty classics. I know. These right, are but good. I think they're actually but important I ones. Those like I needed ones. a reset. All so right. well, okay, I, we're here for you. I yeah, know. thanks. I reset like more like when I have a bad week or I, yeah. I'm not feeling great or it's my birthday. Like I have like <laughs> about 39,000 resets throughout the year. I just, I'm like, yeah. okay, now we're going to work yeah. on this. Now we're going to work on this. I, I'm oblivious to most of my faults. So. I just, you know, drag my knuckles through life. But then I had a period of contemplation and I said, I'm going to set some goals. Boom. Yeah. Hashtag goals. There you go. Thanks for being with us. Happy new year. And we will be back next week.